0: After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I'm your host, Sarah Zarella, and we are excited to have you again today. We are going to share with you some unveiling of secrets of tips and tricks from directly from one of our past brides. Her name is Rebecca. She got married last August, and she is going to let you know if she had to do it all over again, what she would do, and what she loved that she did. We're going to give you some practical knowledge this is going to be a fun conversation so sit back and relax and enjoy my conversation with rebecca all right well welcome back to wedding secrets unveiled so hello rebecca how are you
1: i'm doing great how are you sarah
0: good i am so excited to have you on today for our listeners tell them why you're a very special guest of dan and i's sure
1: um i got married in august 2022 um, we got married at Blythewald in Bristol, and um, our wedding was amazing. Um, Dan did a, an amazing job. We had about hundred and about around hundred and ten guests, um, and it was just it was such a great day. Um, and I'm excited to to talk about it today.
0: Yes, that's exactly why Dan and I had you on today for the listeners. Rebecca, as she said, is one of our past lovely brides who got married last year and we just wanted to bring her on and just share with you tips and tricks and if she had to do it all over again her takeaway from the day she was you all last year so with that said let's just just get right into it Rebecca I just want you to kind of just tell us tell us about your day like if you had to do this all over again you know is there anything that you
1: or just love the fact that you did, or some things that you regret. I guess I'll start with the regret, um, which is only one. We had a we had a wonderful day. Um, the staff at our venue were wonderful. They were they were really on top of things. They were full service. They did all of the coordination. Um, we had a, a wedding. We had a Jewish wedding, so we had a ketubah, um, a, a marriage contract, and they said to us. Oh, during the ceremony, we can put up some. We can put it on a board with some clips, and make sure we put some paper underneath the clips so it doesn't get ruined. And to us, it just really showed an attention to detail that was just so amazing. And they they included all of the the tables and the chairs and and the linens. And so it was really just we didn't have to hire any separate coordinator uh, because they did it. They did it all for us, and they were they were wonderful to work with. Um, The down, I think the only negative thing, um, was that I, I, my, my parents live about, um, a couple miles from the venue and, uh, it it was sort of rush rush. I had a brunch wedding. So we started at 11 o'clock and we started getting hair done at 6 AM at my parents' house. And I was the last one to get, to get my hair done. So we were moving along. And we got about a mile down the road and I said, I forgot my jewelry. <laughs> um, we had our, we had our rings, but I forgot my jewelry and we had packed up all of the other things that we needed. Um, you know, shoes and any snacks, any water, um, any sort of little things that we thought we might need except my jewelry. And so we turned around. Um, my husband had, had, well, now my now husband, had taken a selfie of himself at the venue. He was so happy because he doesn't usually get to places on time and he had appeared on time and I was late. <laughs> and so I, I ran in, I grabbed my jewelry and we were on our way and I was fussing, trying to put on my necklace in the car and it broke. Um, So I got to the venue and was really trying to to fix it and it, it was, I mean, it was done. I I couldn't, couldn't wear it that day. So my mom being as, as wonderful as she is, took off the necklace she was wearing, which had belonged to my grandmother and just said, here, take this. And so that was, it was, it was, it was disappointing that I couldn't do as planned and I was running late, but it was nice to have that little brief moment with my mom of sort of a shared moment of, um, of sharing in my grandmother's jewelry and and her sort of giving that to me um for that moment
0: and that obviously turns into now like you're something borrowed so there's like the happy little moment like you said with your mom and that's something that is a takeaway of your day that's unique to you and let me tell you something Rebecca if that is your only negative of the day you won <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the weather turned out perfect it was in the 80s it was it was it was wonderful at fort. My mom was checking 90 days in advance. She was like, Oh, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. And then it, it didn't. Um, and we just, we had a wonderful day. The band was really great. Um, and everyone just had a lot of fun. The The vibe we set out to set was um, really inclusive and casual. I'll call it. We didn't want a formal wedding. That's not our style. And so, we we just felt like it really it really was our own it wasn't it didn't it wasn't anyone else we shared it with everyone we love but it was really our own day at the end
0: i mean honestly that's you couldn't have asked for anything better. I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of pageantry when it comes to a wedding, right? And there's a lot of personalities and a lot of things happening, but ultimately, it really is just that, a wedding. And it's your day. It's it's your wedding. So the fact that you feel like you just checked every box I mean you're ahead of the game and I I just need to know your secret I mean I'm sure listeners are sitting here being like if it's just my necklace I want (laughs) to know how did that happen like take me through now I guess if that's your negative what is your positives what's your takeaway that you're like okay like I think this set me up for success
1: here I think the biggest thing that set me up for success was was trusting my vendors um as I mentioned, our venue was, was a pretty full service venue and the caterer, um, sort of went along with the venue. And even for when we were planning, we, we had a band, which was also just amazing to have the live, the live music was in in itself was a wonderful experience that really added to the vibe of the wedding. We had about, 15 minute phone call with the band in advance of the wedding the leader of the band we gave him a few songs that we really liked and we wanted to have and he was sort of like yeah 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 I get it I get it I get it and my husband was like do you think he do you think he really got it and I said yeah I think he actually gets it exactly that's why he didn't he didn't need any more time (laughs) and he he was just so on point the whole time um we chose, we chose a first dance, we did Uptown Girl. Um, and we decided about a minute or 90 seconds in, we would branch off and grab our guests and our family members to join us on the floor. And I think it was one of the best moments of the whole event, having everyone so excited about, about it and really participating in the dance. Um, was really a really happy moment for us and to be able to feel like we were including everyone in the event. Um, The other things that I I think were really helpful was um, when we went to our florist, I said, I don't want a tight bouquet and I want purple flowers. That was, that was it, (laughs) you know, this is the number of centerpieces we want. We want them small, so we're not blocking people's faces when they're trying to have conversations. Um, we really gave the minimal guidelines um, when we went in. I said, "Oh, by the way, I'm looking at those purple roses you have on the table right now. Can you put some of those in the bouquet?" Sure, no problem. And um, we worked with Quality Fruitland, and they were they were really exceptional, um, very very easy to work with. And I think really deferring to the vendors like that took a lot of the stress off of us of, um, I'm not a, I don't want, I don't necessarily want to use the term micromanage, but we didn't feel like we had to micromanage. Um, we got to defer to you guys and let you do, let you do what you do best. You
0: know, listening to you, i get really excited because i'm like oh this is why we loved working Rebe- rebecca because you know here's the thing rebecca like kind of what you were just talking about with you and your husband when you talk to your band your husband's like do you think they got it and you're like yeah i do i think it's just that here's the thing the initial phone call is so important for both sides right so i'm talking to you as a bride as a past bride i'm, I'm talking to you as you know you as your past photographer but there was at that point and that initial phone call right where we both did not know if we're going to hear from each other again right but that initial phone call is so important because just like you're interviewing us we're interviewing that you and I just think that sometimes you don't need to make it bigger than it is it's just it's just that it's just an initial phone call and sometimes you just know right you just don't know you just know and and you just you just have to trust it's just as easy trust your gut And if you hire the right people for us we do this all the time I can't even begin to tell you what a band needs or what a florist needs you know hence why I have this podcast because I want them to tell you I but I can't tell you what a photographer needs right and I could tell you what a photographer needs to get what the product that you're paying us for right so that's what it really comes down to is I just sometimes you just don't need to micromanage but you definitely need to listen and 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 produce what they're asking you. Like so, if you know, um, if people have like worksheets and whatnot, fill those out because that's what your vendors need to do their job for you. You know, uh, and there's nothing wrong if p- there are people out there who micromanage, and that's okay too. I'm not saying, but I, but ultimately, if you're hiring the right professionals and they've been doing this, we do this every weekend. So there's a system to the madness, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And um one of the other things that really helped us with our photographs uh, was we looked at or I looked at.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I
1: looked at um some wedding pictures from the venue in advance, um from you guys or from the venue and be I I live in Maryland. Um I'm originally from Rhode Island. My parents still live there. That's why we got married in Rhode Island. But I didn't have the benefit of like just sort of trekking over there and exploring for myself in the same way that I might have if I were if I were in state. And so I really perused those photos online and that allowed me to see the different areas of the venue and what might work best for us to talk to to talk to Dan about um, hey, can we, you know, after the ceremony we went down by the water, um, and that was sort of a, a nice little alone time for us. And then we had about half an hour left of the of the of the day, and we said, "Hey, can we go over to the bamboo, the bamboo forest over there?" It looked it looked pretty cool, and so we charged over there, and we those those ended up being what we thought were some of the pictures we loved the most. And so I think looking ahead, and I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known that was there if I hadn't taken the chance to see other people's photos and what 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 might be a good fit for us. So I think that was a really a really good opportunity there, Um, especially like I said, especially if you're not in state and you're not able to look at the venue um, in person in the same way that you might have if you were close by.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of the venues. So just for people who are not local, where Rebecca got married, it's actually sort of very unique. It is one of the unique properties um, here. It's because it's it's very large. Um, There's a lot of different areas. And that's what I think a lot of couples gravitate to. Um, so you know, there's obviously venues that are um, have nice, luscious greenery. They're on a country club. There's venues that are on the water and it has beautiful water views. There's venues that are in gardens. But where she particularly got married, it, there's a lot of different areas, right? So to cover those types of grounds, I mean, you could spend a whole day there. So it's really you have to prioritize. So you know, in your situation, Rebecca, you know, there was so many different areas. But then there's also venues where there's not so many different areas but even then it's still important to kind of look at your your imagery and let your photographer know because you know what one area might gravitate to you might not be the 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 area where you know might someone else might gravitate to so i think prioritizing and just kind of just doing a visual research see that's the beauty of the internet like you don't have to be local and even if you were local it doesn't doesn't mean you have to go see it because it's a different time of year the lighting could be different right so like you said just kind of going and looking at things looking at visuals there's there's nothing wrong with letting your photographer know and pre-plan um, what's important to you uh, like you said I mean sometimes you know, just knowing what's out there, and you said that like you weren't even planning on going down to the bamboo, and then you did, right? And that ended up being your best best pictures that you liked. So just pre planning, but sometimes just knowing what's out there and just talking with your 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 vendors. I mean, here's the other thing too: just knowing kind of like your wedding. We knew the vibe that you were going for, so. We obviously talked on the phone. We did your final detail appointment. You We had the detail sheet. So we knew there's certain questions in there. Like I was saying earlier, there's a method to the madness, right? There's certain questions in there that, like, we're asking because the way you answer, we, we, we could just gather what type of person you are, right? Because every couple is different. So we already kind of gotten that the vibe that you wanted a very you know casual inclusive vibe of your day i mean just the fact that you had a brunch that right there says a lot about the type of person that you are right there i mean that's a lot that that brings a different vibe and element than someone who's having like a three course sit down night meal right there's just like, so just for the viewers, or uh, the viewers, the listeners, if we had, if we had a video right now, as soon as I said, like, three-course sit-down meal, which Rebecca's face was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Listen, it's for, it, I'm just, that's my point. Every couple's different. So there's reasons if you just trust us, but you fill out the information, we know. So if you told Dan to run to that bamboo field, he knows what to grab from you, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think for us, it was, it was like, how do we get to the dance floor the fastest, (laughs) you know, people are going to eat, but we don't, we didn't want them to spend a large amount of time sitting and eating and kind of staring at each other. Um, That wasn't, that wasn't our preference. We really wanted to, to have fun with people and to get to talk to people and to get to dance with people. And, I think that that's what we got to do, uh, so so we were really happy about, about that.
0: Yeah, because even when you said earlier, uh, everything, you know, you talk about how, you know, you didn't want to micromanage, and you weren't. But what I'm trying to say is you still had a vision. Like, you still need to know what your vision is because even when you were talking about the florist, you said to the florist something very interesting. You probably don't know what you said, but I, I picked up on it, and it goes in the theme. Like, there are some people out there that love the visuals, and I, I mean, I love those people because that's what we do—we create visuals. They want the grand flowers, they want everything to be beautiful, and then there's some people who just want the vibe and the element. And people to talk. You said to your florist, "I want my arrangements to be short so people can talk, people can see each other, people can connect." That is a lot different of a vibe than someone that's going for these grand big flowers. And it's and so you actually have the same it goes in the line because you also said i want to get to that dance floor it's all about the people that you were with you just wanted to party and celebrate i gotta tell you something though uh not to totally go off track here but there's something that i just really want to tell you and thank you and even though it's on air right now maybe it's a tip that the listeners can take there's something that you did for us that i'll never forget and um dan will never forget you remember we're we're in our season we're working every weekend for you all. And sometimes the smallest things go the longest way. And you wrote us a thank you note. I don't know if you remember. You wrote me an email. Um, I, I, I shared it with Dan. It came relatively soon. I want to say, like, were you on your honeymoon? Or was it right after? I, I don't know. But it, it went s- such a long way uh, just to thank. You just thanked us. That's all you were doing. But it just, Rebecca, it's, it's, believe it or not, it doesn't happen as often as you think it should. So, and that goes for all vendors out there. A lot of the listeners, you might think that we all um, get the simple thank you. I mean, yes, we do get the thank you letters in the mail. I'm not trying to take that that way, but just, there was just literally a simple email, simple text, whatever it is, just thanking us immediately goes a long way.
1: Yeah, and we really, that was very important to us to thank our vendors and we, we got all, we somehow uh, by the grace of something uh, we got our thank you notes out within like a month of the wedding um, to all of our to all of our guests. We we wrote them as as gifts came in and things like that. And to us, it was again, it was really about sharing the time with with the people we love and and the people who were there for us to support us, um, including our vendors and. For my family, for for my my family personally, um, we love photos. Love, love, love photos. Um, so to me, that was actually (laughs) the highest priority of the wedding. Like, we probably could could have like skipped the wedding as long as we actually just had photos of the (laughs) wedding. And like I would have, you know, that would have been fine. Um (laughs) and so it was we wanted to let everyone know who was involved in making this such a perfect day for us that hey you made this a perfect day for us and it was because of the role that you played um and if it hadn't been you it might not have been such a, such a memorable and such a such a perfect day Aww. um and we got a lot of compliments actually we got actually got a lot of compliments on Dan um specifically because um they a lot of they were com- commenting that um, they didn't find him intrusive or trying to like get in the way at all, really just let people enjoy the event and participate without feeling like they were they were um, sort of I- getting interfered with at all. So I, I think that was also really important to us. Nothing felt disrupted. It all just seemed to flow pretty well together.
0: Thank you for saying that. And thank you. I mean. So, you know, we being professional, Dan and I've been doing this for a long time. I mean, A, that's just Dan. That's who Dan is, you know. But also too, we we understand that there's all eyes on us, right? Like there's so many small things that we do as your photographer that you guys may not even know that we're doing it. I mean, we may I mean look, we're there all day, right? Here's like a little tip, right? We're there all day. We, underst- we have to check our cell phones sometimes. We understand that. I mean, like, we have families. Like, I have little ones at home. I got to make sure that, like, my husband's keeping them alive, you know? <laughs> so, but, like, even then, we make sure that, like, we are not, like – there's not a, a moment happening that we have to do right at that moment. We leave the room. We check our phone. Like there's just like you never know who's looking. You never. You always have to stay professional. Um, you know if if, if we there's two photographers on set. We'll make sure that if one of us has to go to the bathroom or you know we or go one of us is going outside to take a picture. You know the other ones in the room. You know or, or if there's one photographer, we make sure that we contact the. Venue or the band or their DJ and say, We're going outside to take a picture, or I'm taking like a quick five minute break, you know. Um, and we just make sure that we, we talk because to, but the point where I'm trying to say is we always want, we're here to serve you, but we're also there with how 125 people sometimes, 200 people, 90 people. We have to make sure that we're also accommodating everybody around us. We're very well aware of our surroundings. We make sure that, um, you know, our role there is for everybody's enjoyment. Um, so I don't know. I just, it, it's just something, a little takeaway. I just wanted you to know that that went a long way. And then if anybody's listening, if you have I- any of your vendors, just a simple email. I mean, goes a long way, a text message, a review. But with that said, Rebecca, we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, I want to dive in a little bit more with a little bit, Uh, uh, what other tips can you let our listeners know coming from a newlywed of things that you did that you're just so happy with that you hope that you can share some knowledge their way I appreciate you being here and hey if you like what you're hearing I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com, and don't forget you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode and I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friend. So before the break, we were talking with our lovely newlywed bride, Rebecca. And she was talking a little bit about the what she would do. She had to do it all over again, which sounds like there's not much... On the negative end, sounds like you had a pretty good day, right? Uh, a couple of little points that you gave us. But now let's get into some more points. Tell us, tell the listeners what else would you do or not do if you had to do all over again?
1: Um, so again, as I mentioned before, we um I live out of state and had to travel to to get to my wedding and um I decided that I, I wanted to buy my dress in Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Um, and that was great. I had a great experience. Um, I got to go with my mom and, and we had a great time. The downside was that being from out of state, the two options are to buy your dress where you live and that makes it easier for alterations. And then you have to transport your dress to your home or, or to where your, to where your wedding is going to be which creates, you know, its own challenges. Um, what I chose to do was to buy my dress where the wedding was. Um, and the, the upside was I didn't have to, to transport it at all. The downside was that I had to keep traveling back and forth for the alterations. And so um, for my wedding on August 21st, we started around July 4th. And I was there visiting. Great. So we got the first, the first fitting done. And then they said, okay, you have to come back in two weeks. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I had to book plane tickets um, and plan to come back two weeks later. And then when I was there, okay, we're coming back in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> we're planning, we're booking plane tickets again. And so I, I think it's hard to, it, it's hard to necessarily know the interval at which you have to come back. But I think if I could have maybe talked to the, the tailor a little bit in the beginning and said, what are the intervals that you anticipate me having to travel back? Um, because it does get expensive and it does become very time consuming. Um, I had a great time doing it. I, I had a great tailor, um, but it, it, it was taxing to have to, keep, to have to keep traveling back and forth during that time to get the alterations.
0: Right. And like you said, I mean, there's the pros and cons. You just have to figure out what's right for you. So I think that's a good little tip that you let our listeners know. Like if you're not in state of wherever you're getting dressed, like I, like for me personally, I actually got my dress out of state, but out of where I was getting married too. So like I I was the reverse. You just have to figure out um, what, what's, what's involved. But here's the other thing, right? Just to kind of throw some more tips to the listeners way a lot of people are out of state so even if it was not for your dress you still have to know what you have to come in state for sometimes it's food tasting sometimes it's hair and makeup trial so kind of and like you said it's going to be expensive so kind of lining things up and trying to do them all in like one like long weekend sweep or something like i know for me you know a lot of times our couples want to do engagement pictures being wedding photographers right we can't always do them on the weekends so and if someone's out of town so maybe we have to piggyback on like a long weekend. So it's just there's things that you have to do, uh, you know, travel in if you're out of out of state. So like you said, it's just trying to figure out what you it was the wedding dress, but just trying to figure out like what exactly needs to be done in
1: person. Yeah, and we, we our caterer did a big tasting for everyone. Um, Blackstone caterers they do a big tasting. It was in February, um, for everyone that year who was going to get married. I I believe. And so we planned our cake tasting at the same, on the same weekend. It was, we wore our fat pants that weekend and just prepared <laughs> prepared accordingly. We did our cake tasting, um, one day and then the next day we did, we did the food tasting, um, with Blackstone and then for the makeup trial and the hair trial. Um, I did that at the same, the same place. And we actually did that the week of the wedding, which, Felt a little close, but they handled it and it just worked out because I, I traveled, um, the week before I came in the week before, um, which was a good, a good cushion to be able to prepare any last like place cards and gift bags and those little odds and ends that you have to, to figure out, you know, sort of at the last minute sometimes. And um, so we were able to work it in then, and again that was when my last dress fitting was. So we really, as you, as exactly as you said, really try to package um, your different your different um, needs as you can.
0: And you know what else, too, Rebecca, is that you kind of brought up something. There's a quite a bit that can't be done beforehand. So you just talked about how you, in your situation, you were able to come in a week beforehand, right? because you had to do place cards and whatnot, you can't do those place cards a month before because you don't have the RSVPs. And like I, like right now, for example, and you went through this with Dan and I, we do a final detail appointment call. We're always around for people who want to talk beforehand, but the actual final detail appointment, when we actually go over every single picture you want photographed in your timeline, we don't want or can't do that too far in advance because the last thing we want is too many things changing. So for a bride, that can seem a little stressed out because you're like, oh, but wait, but I want, to, I, I want everything to be tied up in a perfect bow three months before my wedding. That's the reality is it can't because there's so many variables moving and there's so many, like there's people that are going to be in town, maybe out of town, not coming. And like like, so a lot of these things have to happen the last minute. So even though that may not be like like for your tip, you came in the week before. Some people may not. But just in general, even if you're local, hate to say it, guys, there's a lot of things that have to wait for that last, <laughs> that last week. You know, it
1: does. And especially as we got married in August, there were still a lot of people getting sick with, with COVID or with other sort of illnesses that just pop up. And we did get, you know, some last minute, some last minute dropouts for guests. And like you said, you don't want to completely shift the whole thing, especially if you Plan certain family photos or, or whatnot, and all of a sudden those people can't come anymore.
0: Right. And that goes back down to like trust your vendors. Like with us, I tell everybody you could talk to us anytime, ask any questions you want, but to do that actual final, fi- there's a reason why we say final. I mean, doesn't mean we won't talk after, but we really need to be as close as to the wedding because we really need to really figure out, like you said, like if we're going to go over an entire timeline of family photos, but then half the family's not coming, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that we need to know who's coming. like, is your aunt and uncle's coming? I got a question, though. You, you you talked a little bit about how you you particularly were an out-of-state bride. Did you need to delegate anything to somebody? Because, I mean, you can't do it all out-of-state. I mean, even people who are in-state, how can you do it all? How did you handle that, the navigation of just having – so much on your plate. Are you someone that is super type A and you have it all organized, or are you going to delegate? Like, what did you do in that scenario?
1: So I listened to to your podcast with Jenna recently, and I was so impressed with her organization. Um, she talked about how she had binders for every day and a timeline, and I, that's not. I just can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that talent, <laughs> um, and so. I think that what was really important for being out of state was having a point person who was local who could act as sort of your ambassador for the for the um for your planning and your coordination. Um for me it was my mom and I think if it's like your mom or your aunt or your sister or your best friend or someone who you trust not only to act um not only to just like go to meetings for you, for example, but also sometimes to make decisions on your behalf, not necessarily without your consultation, but um, sometimes being out of state, like you really just, there are some things it's really hard for you to make decisions on um, and you need a partner for that. We we realized pretty quickly, I don't know if it was sort of coming, if it was, um, due to due to covid or just because people are just so busy vendors are so busy but we found that a lot of vendors including the hotel where we wanted to book rooms or um or certain venues when we were trying to do planning they weren't picking up the phone they weren't responding to emails and it was it was a little bit stressful and it created some challenges for us because we we wanted to nail as you mentioned, like you want to nail down your details as as fast as you can. And especially in 2022, like there was hot competition for weddings. And so you don't want to let one vendor get away. (laughs) And so my my mom was able to meet with people in person and to set up meetings in person so she could go and say, for example, go to the venue and they would say, this is where the ceremony is. This is where this is. And then we go over here. and also just to make those personal connections where where there's just not an opportunity for people to be able to pick up the phone on the other end, which is completely understandable, but it also can be really stressful when you're trying to plan.
0: It's interesting. To, so two things there. One, it hasn't slowed down. I think people get, at least in this area of the nation, right, for the listeners, no matter where you are, the wedding, I think people... <laughs> get shocked with the wedding industry they don't realize like like the ra- like just the whole machine that it is right like it's it, it's it's a thing guys it's a thing okay <laughs> like it's a thing um but you here's put the name wedding
1: on it and all of a sudden it like becomes <laughs> some other something
0: else and the price goes up. well okay fair enough not, but not here not here Rebecca okay not here not, not with me okay and not with dad but no you're right I mean it's you know what it is it's it's a lot. A lot of people joke around. They're like, "Oh, when I get married, I'm gonna have this big, big, elaborate wedding." Or, or some people are like, "I'm just gonna elope." Like, here's the thing: it's your wedding, right? And, and and the important thing is that you're starting your life together. But it's a really the reason why it's became such a, like a machine is, it's probably the one time you'll ever in your life get both families together. I mean, you might get your family together and you know, your partner's family together, but both families, I don't know. It's just, it's just a unique time in your life. It's something that should be celebrated, right? But it's, it's a thing. So like, I, I don't even know where I was going with this. I um,
1: It's a life of its own. I know. Like,
0: but I, I think, I think what I was going to say is that I don't even know where I was going to go with this. I forgot. Um, I just lost my train of thought over here. Uh, I'm, and usually I'm never speechless. <laughs> like, that's why I have a podcast. I, I don't know where I was going to go. I think I was just listening to you and you were just talking about that there is just certain, oh, connections, right? There's certain, so that when you were saying that, you know, you can't get people on the phone, it's still happening. I mean, you thought it was COVID. It's just the wedding industry. It's We are just and it's not that you're not important it's just where people are giving their undivided attention to the person that they're dealing with at that moment just like they're gonna do to you but when you're planning you're like "What? what about me and there are some people that you do need to meet in person but now there are like you know at least I know in photography you don't need to meet us you could talk to us we have visuals to physically show you like we have imagery like you talked about images you can just go online your band you could talk to them they have they have the actual music you can listen to but then there's places like your venue like yeah you kind of need to I mean yeah you can see pictures and you can talk to them but if you have the luxury of someone going on and and actually seeing it and being an advocate for you it goes a long way. But I mean, that's what I was just talking about is that you're not you're not alone. I'm sure a lot of people out there are thinking, like, why isn't someone calling me back? Now, listen, there is a point where someone needs to call you back. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> I'm not
1: trying to say, like, don't press
0: the panic button if you, have, if you haven't heard from someone for months. But, you know, that's all I was saying. You know, well,
1: that is what happened, though. Um, I think it's it's really important, like you said, because things haven't slowed down as much as we I'll say I thought they might. <laughs> you you probably knew otherwise. <laughs> but um we as soon as we got engaged, we started looking at venues. Um just right off the bat because things were full and by the and we knew we wanted a Sunday wedding. Um we knew we wanted a Sunday brunch wedding so that um again, it was a Jewish wedding, so we wanted it on Sunday and And we liked that the brunch allowed people to travel at the end of the day we had a lot of guests traveling from out of town and so it gave people it gave people an opportunity to not end at like 10 o'clock on a sunday night and then have to miss work the next day or leaving early so we really again tried to make it try to really make it a lot about our our guests too and um that was a really nice a really nice benefit um a really nice benefit there, yeah,
0: you, know, you made such a good point there about the fact that your wedding was on a Sunday, and in the Jewish religion, you have to get married on a Sunday, but I didn't even think about keeping it in the morning so people could travel,
1: yeah, we really wanted to make it guest friendly wedding. We really wanted it to be about our guests, um not just it was it was our day, but we also wanted it to be our day, you know, like inclusive, like I mentioned before. And so we decided to have a brunch wedding. Um the downside was we started our get like I said, getting our hair done at 6 a.m. But it allowed us to it allowed our guests to travel in. Actually some traveled the day of from out of state and then to travel home at the end of the day. Um unless of course they were on the other side of the country, which is more challenging. But um but it meant they didn't have to miss work or they didn't have to, um, come home on, you know, finish on Sunday at 10 o'clock and then figure out traveling on a Monday or something. It allowed, it allowed our guests to, to, um, to go back home at the end of the day and to accommodate their travel needs. And we were really happy about that. We had a lot of guests from out of town, so it, it worked out for us.
0: And I'm sure too, you know, with it being in the morning, I'm sure that lends itself to some savings, too. I mean, there's always there's always that, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of venues are cheaper on Sundays anyway. We chose to have the Sunday brunch, which um, the food, we chose a vegetarian brunch. And that was cheaper um, in working with our caterer. That ended up being a little cheaper than if we had done... Like you said, the three-course sit-down meal, (laughs) Um, or if we had done like steak and chicken, and we we just we had the vegetarian, we had some waffles. Like it was it was pretty simple um, vegetarian meal, and that ended up being cheaper um, for the brunch. And then our vendor said to our venue said to us, we generally leave this leave the venue open um, on Sundays. It's generally open to the public. Would it be okay with you if we reduced the venue cost? and um, let in, kept it open for the public. And we said, yeah, of course. And um, I think the only time we really had any interaction with, with members of the public was, um, we walked through the mansion after, right before the ceremony and right after the ceremony. And there were some guests in there, which was, which was actually sort of fun. It made it a little bit fun to see some members of the public, you know, sort of gawking at like the new bride and groom. It was, it was fun for us. Um, but other than that, it was, it was, it was no issue at all. And it, it allowed us to reduce some costs, which is always nice.
0: Because uh, for the, for the listeners who are not local, you, you, there is tours that happen on on where you got married, but to be honest with you, I would have said the same thing because not for nothing. Just kind of throwing this out there, like they're there to see the inside of the mansion. You guys are in the tent, no, and not for nothing. Who's gonna go? I mean, really? Do we really have real life wedding crashers? I mean, maybe they're out there, but who really is gonna do that? They're gonna they're gonna stay away, and they're just they. I do have to say. I just throwing this out there. What is up with people taking random pictures of a random bride and groom? Like I, I see that all the time, and I just want to know. Like if somebody knows this, please write into the show. Like just tell me what are you doing with those pictures? Like if you don't know the couple, okay, you don't know them. Yes, I understand. Like giving them a high five and saying congratulations, and yes, looking at them because they probably like they just look beautiful. But what are you doing with your pictures on your cell phone that you just took? <laughs> I just want to know so they might do that they might take a couple of pictures of you but other than that they're here for, for, just to congratulate you you know <laughs> like...
1: it was the food was pretty good i i have to say i really enjoyed it so maybe they want to come in pop in for some cake i mean but then like we had extra cake so yeah come on in <laughs> fair enough and at a place like at a venue like blythewald i mean who's it, it when you say like wedding crashers, it's not like a hotel no. where there are a lot of, a lot of members of the public coming in and out of all different ages. No, they're there to tour. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was just people coming to tour and see the pretty flowers.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is. it is, it's exactly. But with that said, I could sit here and talk to you all day. And I'm so excited that I got a chance to see you and talk to you. See, that's the sad thing is when a lot of our couples who get married here locally, we, we we grow with them. But for people like you who are not local, I was just so happy when you wrote in and said that you would be part of the show. I was so excited to see and talk to you. But I could talk to you forever. But it is time for the wrap-up question. So with that said... What are some key points that couples should be thinking about when planning their wedding to ensure that they are going to have an absolutely perfect event?
1: The three takeaways that I would say are first, make sure you put out or put together everything that you will need to bring the day of. Um, put it in a, in a bag by the door so that you don't, you don't forget anything because it is going to be a little bit of a rush. Even if you have extra time, you're going to feel a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety, and you don't want to... You don't want to leave anything behind, or or break your jewelry along the way. The other thing again is to make sure you plan for your dress alterations in advance, and talk to your talk to your tailor about the frequency and if you need to travel, or um, if you just need to take time off of work, or whatever is going to be best for you to fit that in with your schedule. And the third thing, I think as I said, the biggest thing for me was to really trust your vendors. Um, They do this day in and day out. I only plan to do this once in my life for myself. Um, And so I, it was a huge benefit to get to hear from them and get to let them show off what they do best and set, we set the vibe. We told them about that, the, what, how we wanted the day to play out um, and the attitude that we wanted people to bring. And it it worked out great it was exactly what we wanted
0: I love it and I'm so happy for you I'm so happy that you can sit here and say that everything was exactly what you wanted so thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled you helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of stress-free wedding planning What I'm going to do for our listeners is I'm going to put up some pictures of your wedding and just introduce you visually to them so they can get some inspiration from you and your well-perfect wedding on our blog, which they can find at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. And please, everybody, if you can just rate and review our show, it would be absolutely lovely. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, I wanna tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts, even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.